Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. There was the only love I'd known. But you rescued me from reaching for the bottom And brought me back Being too far gone Your It's Tennessee whiskey when we open with that song, which, by the way, that's a great song. A little Chris Stapleton to open up today's edition of Oilers. Now Bob Stoffer with you, second of a back-to-back. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers and the Nashville Predators, both teams playing. Uh, last night, uh, Nashville was in St. Louis, lost one nothing in overtime. The Oilers, a hard-fought uh, 2-1 loss, though it's got to be stated. They were outplayed 5-on-5 five five during the course of that. This is Oilers now, uh, which is brought to you Monday through Friday right here on 630 Chad uh, by our friends from World of Spas. Aching after a long day, World of Spas offers stubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas, Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. Back at the uh, 630 Chad studios is Brendan Escott. He'll be jumping in momentarily coming up on today's show. First half hour full recap and then a look at the projected lineup. And we don't have a lot to work with because... Uh, the Oilers did not hold an availability or a morning skate today. Nashville didn't do a morning skate either. We will tell you that uh, Kevin Lankinen will start for the Preds, and we assume that Jack Campbell will start for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Of course, you can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline at 780-496-0063. Merry Christmas from your River Cree family, and you can join the River Cree December 25th and swipe your player's club card to win up to 1 million points. Everybody who swipes their card on Christmas Day will receive a bonus 5,000-player club points excitement bet on it at the River Cree. 12.35 today for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta Live. Standard bread racing Fridays and Saturdays out at Century Mile. Frank Saravalli, 105 today. Uh, Red Deer product and former WHL and NHL goaltender. Current uh, National Predators television analyst Chris Mason will join us. And we've seen him the last two times we're in St. Paul, Minnesota, the former GM of the Tampa Bay Lightning. He started Octagon's player agency. Friend of the show, uh, Brian Lawton, will make an appearance on today's show as well. Let's get right to it. The Oilers uh, now audio vault for direct workwear. Proud to offer on-site seams for services and embroidery. Get your workwear, have it customized all in one trip. Low scoring affair last night at the XL Energy Center. Here's Cam Moon with the call. It's the Edmonton Oilers in the Minnesota Wild again. Here's Drysidle into the wild zone. He'll drop it to McDavid through the middle. Over to Hyman. The shot and the save made by Fleury covers it up as Zach Hyman with a clean look to the net. Zuccarello. He'll get it all the way across him. Front Boldy scores. Kaprizov fired it in front of the net. And Matt Boldy gets his stick on it. And the Wild are up 1-0. To Barry on the blue line. Over to Nugent Hopkins across to McDavid. To Barry. The one-timer. The save. Rebound. Score! Zach Hyman found the loose puck and shoveled it home. And this game is tied at 1. They're going to challenge. Oh, come on. 
just never ends with this league. Minnesota is challenging that there's goaltender interference before the goal. Poldy, the Oiler blue line, makes a couple of moves, backhand across, scores! Poldy with a perfect pass across, and there was Frederick Goudreau to put it home. And the Wild have a 2-1 lead on the Edmonton Oilers. Nugent Hopkins to Barry, right wing, McDavid, his shot blocked, Dreisaitl hit and hop over his stick, he'll center that, and it goes out of the zone, and the game ends, and the Wild hang on for a 2-1 victory. Well, there you have it, uh, Minnesota ultimately getting the win 2-1 on a low-scoring affair, I would suggest you the two games in St. Paul, they were able to control the matchups a bit, aided and abetted unquestionably. And I know they didn't have Ryan Hartman going, um, who, you know, is a top six player for them. But the Oilers not having Evander Kane and having to load up McDavid and Dreisaitl at this time together, despite the strong play lately of Ryan Nugent Hopkins, is a game changer and changer in this head-to-head matchup because of the type of team that Minnesota has, which is a big, physically punishing, intimidating team. Here's Jay Woodcroft, Oilers head coach's uh, comments about a tight checking affair in mini last night. Yeah, there's a little bit of a chess match out there uh, in terms of the tactics and, and whatnot. And I just thought both teams competed hard defensively. Um, you know, we uh, we had some chances. I thought what ended up costing us, there's probably a six, seven minute span in the second period where we took a few penalties. We turned some pucks over and that meant more time in zone than, than we wanted to have. Uh, in the end, as I said, it, it came down to a one five on five goal against that we feel we could have handled better um, and we certainly had enough time to get the equalizer we just couldn't find it tonight on a, a good goaltender and against a good team all right well the owners blew some opportunities too they had a three-on-one with a chance to make something happen they went one for five in the power play and uh, Woodcroft said the power play did have their chances just didn't score no, I think we had numerous looks. Yeah, we, we generated numerous looks out, out there. Even at the end, I think one went right through the wickets there. And, you know, uh, it, it didn't go in for us. Um, I thought our guys competed very hard. It was a, you know, it was a tough atmosphere. And um, we'll take the lessons that we learned from tonight's game and move on to Nashville. All right, so end result, Edmonton loses. Final score, 2-1 in mini last night. I'm going to bring in Brendan Escott at this time. Brendan, for me, a, a, a couple different things. I mean, I think of the three-on-one opportunity that McDavid had with uh, Dreisaitl and uh, Darnell Nurse off the rush, and they elected sliding it across to Nurse, and he didn't get enough on it. Um, I think a, a couple of the, the first power play of the game had no juice. The fourth power play of the game, which was in the third period, I think needed to create more. And uh, it's pretty clear uh, Minnesota leaned on Edmonton. There was a fair amount of, I mean, it's the third time these teams have played in 10 games. And the Oilers, it, it's weird because Edmonton had lost seven straight games to Minnesota before Friday night. They beat them 5-2 and then they lose 2-1. Minnesota has a big heavy tough team i think we can all agree on that nashville also last year nashville led the nhl in fighting majors the edmonton oilers are 8-0-1 in their last nine games against nashville 
another big hit, but for whatever reason, they seem to match out better against Nashville. Give me your thoughts on what you saw last night against Mini. Yeah, some opportunities missed. You mentioned the three-on-one. There was a three-on-two uh, as well mixed in there, two of those opportunities. Um, passes behind players on the rush, and you don't usually see that with these guys. So I wonder, you know, whether Minnesota game-planned a little bit to take away the east-west passing, the middle of the ice. I saw Edmonton really struggling to connect on that uh, on the power play as well when you think about that only going one for five so you got to tip your cap to the defense sometimes and uh, you know I thought that that might have been one Edmonton could have walked in there and stolen and ultimately they just didn't have it enough well, uh, I would suggest and I, I'm sure you agree I mean the orders have now not had a Vander Kane for 15 games and they haven't had Malo- or uh, uh, Ryan McLeod and Warren Fogle for eight I know a lot of you, uh, you're not quite as disappointed as you once were on the trade for Bear and Fogel after Bear basically washed, uh, washed out in Carolina. Um, but at the end of the day here, Edmonton, they're really missing specifically Kane and Malone or McLeod. McLeod's their, you know, their third line center. He brings speed. He, he brings pace off the attack. And then you, you're, you're sitting there watching Evander Kane and, you know, this, this is a guy that scored 35 goals in 58 regular season playoff games last year. And against a Minnesota team that has some bite and some heaviness and is in your face a bit, uh, it changes things. The other thing that happens is the orders have loaded up with David and Dry Settle here over the last nine games. And three of those games have come against Minnesota and at home, the Wild have been able to get that Eric Sinek line with Greenway and, uh, and Felino on the ice, and you know, and I know that uh, Brian Lawton's going to be talking about this later on. There's no question that the Wild leaned on the Oilers in the two games at the XL Energy Center. I do not ex- like. I ex- we know Kane's going to be back. We know McLeod's going to be back. We know Fogel's going to be back, and I expect Edmonton to add a right winger at some point. And I'm going to say something that some people aren't going to like. Uh, right now, the orders aren't getting anything out of Yesapoliarvi on the right side. And we're headed down an inevitable path with them. I know there were some people that uh, it was interesting last night because we ended up seeing Pat Verbeek at the game, the GM of the Anaheim Ducks. Brendan, how many times this summer did I mention the Anaheim Ducks as a potential location, uh, destination for Yesapoliarvi? At least. 40 to 50 times this summer. And unfortunately, Jesse had a chance in the first period. Uh, Hallway made a great play down the left uh, wing, walked to beat two guys and then threw a pass in front. And just uh, unfortunately for Pogliarvi, he just does not have any offensive confidence going. And they're not getting a lot of that position right now. And I think they're either going to add a right shot center or maybe a right wing who can play center at some point here during the season. And we know they're going to get Kane back, and we know they're going to get McCall back, and they're going to be a completely different team at forward when they do that. Is that a fair assessment? I would suggest so. Patience might be a virtue in this situation, just considering who is coming back for this team. Yeah, it's just, I think they probably need to add one, if not two, bottom six forwards. The reason I'm not saying they need two now is I don't mind what we're seeing out of Costa and Yanmark. One of those guys can play fourth line left wing. So, you know, uh, Yanmark can kill penalties. Costin plays a bigger game. But I do, th- you know, again, we are headed down an inevitable path here of Pugliarvi. Like it just, 
it would not surprise me if he doesn't finish the season in Edmonton. It's unfortunate. I wish he could get it going and go on a bit of a heater, but he's sitting at one goal in 41 games. I'm still a little bit in shock in terms of how precipitously he has dropped off from where he was at a year ago. I, to be honest, I can't recall often seeing anything like this before. Like he, now he is, he is getting in on the forecheck and he's throwing some hits. Um, and at 20, you know, at 24, do I judge him differently than I judge him at 21, 22? Yes. I mean, Bouchard just turned 23 and I know he had a couple of the usual suspect writers that love to crap all over kids go after Bouchard on the two on two. And you know what? The two on two wasn't greatly played. It ultimately played a factor in last night's game. And there was a misread between Connor McDavid and Evan Bouchard on that. But there was also six or seven times in last night's game where Evan Bouchard was the one defenseman that got the puck up the ice on a consistent basis. And so there has to be, you know, an accounting for that as well. Anyways, it's going to be interesting to see here what happens with, uh, yes, the Pugliarvi. You know, for his sake, I wish he popped a couple. I wish he got some bounces and had some pucks bounce in off his butt and that sort of thing because he can certainly use it. Tonight, the Edmonton Oilers play the Nashville Predators. Darnell Nurse, following last night's game, had these comments on a key to success against Nashville, who, again, Edmonton, is 8-0-1 in their last nine games against. I keep playing the way, checking hard, but, uh, you know, try to bear down a little bit more on our chances. But uh, for the most part, you you want to keep the chances down uh, defensively and try to generate offensively. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens here tonight. Again, the Oilers have had a lot of success. Leon Dreisaitl has absolutely owned Nashville. He's got 20 goals and 21 career games against the Preds, including 18 goals in his last nine games with seven assists for 25 points in his last nine games, a stretch where the Oilers have gone 8-0-1 against the Predators. When we come back, we'll get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing and the game day lineup report for McGuire Financial. But one more thing just on last night's game. Stuart Skinner in the second period was the best Oiler. Again, giving Edmonton another opportunity to uh, have a puncher's chance to win the game in many weeks. It, logic dictates, so it's not official. Jack Campbell will start tonight for Edmonton. One twenty. when we come back, uh, we'll have the game day lineup report for McGuire Financial. NHL today for elite promotional marketing and a quick rip on the World Cup. If you don't know, Argentina's playing Croatia right now. You're listening to Oilers Now. 1222 in Edmonton, Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. All right, uh, if you, for what do they call it, PBR or whatever, if that's your deal on Argentina and Croatia, turn the radio down for the next 15 seconds. No score, 22 minutes into the match. Brendan, who do you got? Oh, this is an interesting matchup, isn't it? Just based on this first 22 minutes, Bob, I might have to lean Croatia's way, to be honest with you. I know Messi's kind of on the path to destiny here, but I'm feeling Croatia. Yeah, it's it's funny, right? It's like if Messi doesn't win a World Cup, he'll never be considered the same level of of Maradona. Um, I was 20 when Maradona led Argentina to. Let's not forget, Maradona got booted out of the '82 World Cup for uh, well for bringing up the boots uh, and and letting a guy know uh, exactly what he thought in a game against Brazil. Uh, and Messi has had a far longer career at an elite level than Maradona did, but it's just a byproduct of the era. I think that, you know, guys are, it's, it's, it's no different in many respects to, you know, 
Alexander Ove- like I think if Connor McDavid with his skating ability and how he works, if he wants to have a 25 year career, he's probably going to be able to do it. He's probably going to be able to play from 18 to 43. So uh, I hope Argentina wins because I'm a big messy guy. Um, love him and didn't quite understand all the I read a bunch of the you see all the, the backdrop or with the theater involving uh, Louis van Gaal and what happened with uh, Holland after the game with with Messi you don't see that fire a lot in sport anymore but I'm kind of hoping Argentina wins I think it'd be great which is you know that said we all know Maradona was a spectacular player back in the day uh, all right let's uh, get to the game day lineup report brought to you by McGuire Financial have the right teammates on your side for your financial future for a free financial consultation visit mcguirefinancial.ca uh, we're going to go with the orders basically going with the same lineup because we have no other reason to believe that won't be the case uh, which would end up meaning that Edmonton would have Connor McDavid up front with Leon Dreisettle and Zach Hyman in his career McDavid 27 points 17 games against the Preds McDavid with five goals and 20 points in his last eight games against Nashville already told you uh, Dreisettle 18 goals 25 points in his last nine against the Preds the others 8-0 and 1 against the Preds in their last nine Ryan Nugent Hawkins with Matthias Yanmark and Kyler Yamamoto Shore with Costin and Ryan they were a bit quiet last night uh, James James Hamlin with Dylan Holloway. I thought Holloway had some good moments. And Paul Yarvey. On defense, Nurse with Cody Cece, Brett Kulak, and Tyson Berry. Philip Broberg, who played only 11.08 last night against Minnesota, and Evan Bouchard. We expect Jack Campbell to start 7-6 and six of 4.12 goals against average 8.72 save percentage. Let's face it. At 9.19 in his first six, if you told me that Stuart Skinner would have a 9.19 save percentage through his first 16 starts this season with the Oilers. I'd have told you he probably would have been 11 and five or 10 and six. Instead, he's sitting at nine and seven. Nashville has four defensemen out. McDonough out with an upper body issue. Uh, Carrier out with an upper body issue. Jeremy Lazan upper body issue. And Borvietsky got concussed. Uh, he hasn't returned. So it's four D-man out. Um, Probably for legitimately for their top seven. Uh, they, so they've got some interesting. Roman Yossi is still who he is, a spectacular player. We know that. Had an unbelievable year last year, 96 points. Uh, he'll be playing with Jordan Gross, Matthias Eckholm with Dante Fabro, former Oiler Kevin Gravel, and Roland McEwen are the third pairing. Uh, they played their first NHL games this season. Uh, Gravel is first game in the last three years in the NHL. McEwen, same sort of deal. He's been out of the league for five years. Uh, Kevin Lankinen starts in goal. He hasn't started at home all season. Granlin with Forsberg and Duchesne. Johansson with uh, uh, Rider and Sissons. Yuso uh, Parsonen, the safest man in the entire building, playing between Yakov Trenin and Tanner Janot, who's got 99 hits and had 130 pen, pims last year. And they got glass with Cole Smith and former Flames first-rounder Mark Jankowski. They've only got one homegrown number one in the lineup in tonight's game. One. That's it. And that's Dante Fabro. The Oilers have nine of their own first-round draft choices in the lineup. The Preds are 29th in goals for 29th in the power play. Edmonton, with just one goal last night, one for five in the PP, are sixth in the league in goals for and first in the league on the power play. As we go into NHL today for elite promotional marketing. Elite Promotional Marketing, Drew Shamahorn and his staff at Elite, your local branded merchandise and specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com and here's Brendan Escott. 
12 games in all across the league tonight. Toronto home to Anaheim and Winnipeg hosts Vegas in other Canadian action. Commissioner Gary Bettman speaking to media today at the Board of Governors meetings. Expects the uh, salary cap to increase by $1 million next season. Uh, Bettman did, however, leave room for the cap to increase to over $86 million should uh, revenue exceed projections to the point where the player's escrow balance could be paid off. But he said we'll have to see about that. Team Canada's World Junior squad uh, named yesterday. If you missed this, Oilers first rounder Reed Schaefer did make the cut, as did Dylan Gunther, Colton Dock, and uh, Zach Ostopchuk, all from St. Albert, and uh, Fort Saskatchewan's Olin Zellweger, who plays with Everett, a stud offensive defenseman there. Uh, with Western Hockey League, Bob, well represented on Team Canada this year. Bakersfield hosting Ontario Friday night, and the Oil Kings aim to snap an eight game losing skid tomorrow in Lethbridge. All right, it is 128 Nashville, 1228 Edmonton. We'll head off. Who's got the news today, Brendan? It's Kevin Robertson all day. A global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson coming up when we come back for the horses and horse racing Alberta from Daily Faceoff, one of the most plugged in men in the business, to talk about uh, escrow and salary cap and uh, trade rumors. Frank Saravalli when we return on Oilers now.